wait. Oh, we don't want to wait. I'm Robin. Uh, oh, I'm Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> you fixed it up on me. Okay, we have a guest. Hey. Hey, Matt. Hey, I don't want to wait either. <laughs> I did, though, five seasons. Mm-hmm. And then Nutty beat me to it. My nemesis. No, not really. <laughs> well, recently, uh, some friends of mine were like, "We're like, you're talking, you're talking Gilmore Girls. We want to be on." And I was like, "Uh, yeah, we don't do guests ever." And then I'm like, "Well, there's some people we need to get through." <laughs> that would be, honestly would be a, I. I'd feel like I was offending if I didn't get to first before the people actually requested that we had guests. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, Nutty, of course, because she supplied us with the live show. And and now you and then somebody else next week. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But, Can I talk briefly about one of the episodes last week? Because yeah. it's among my favorites. It's I jump you jump Jack. Yeah. It's just really to say I jump you jump Jack. It's a fun little tongue twister. Yeah. Uh, I heard that it's popular in the fandom, but Nutty hated it, and I'm like, damn it, because I, I <laughs> if there was. If there was an episode for me to talk about, I would have loved to talk about that one. Uh, uh, I love the Yale stuff. Uh, I, I love the Yale plot lines. Maybe it's just because I, I have like a, a real interest in a certain kind of TV film niche, and that's university campus stuff, <laughs> private boarding school stuff. Okay. So I was all about Shelton. I love Yale. I mean, this had secret societies. They're not quite skull and bones. They're a little less, you know, occultish. But, uh, I mean, I loved everything about that episode. It was whimsical, fun, different, higher production values. I like Logan. I won't say more than that. I'm, he has his flaws, but I really like Logan and what Matt Zuckery brings to the show. And That's a Cariagos love. Now, did you like, yeah. did you like Logan before Cariagos or did you I did. see these all together? I, I did like him. I know he's rich and privileged, and I should hate him. And usually, I, I I'm fine with lining rich people up for the guillotine, but he's a kid, and he doesn't. Yeah, he's a little tone deaf to, to certain things because he comes from privilege. But I do think that he respects Rory as an individual, and he's challenging her in good ways. Mm-hmm. And he's just more on her level. Because Dean, even though he started reasonably intelligent, became angry and sullen and stupid. And Jess was just rude all the time. <laughs> Jess was her intellectual equal, but he was immature socially and emotionally. And I feel like Logan is the first love interest for Rory that is at her level. Now, we all know that her soulmate is Paris, and that's who she really belongs with. <laughs> but failing that, I think Logan is her first real you know, good boyfriend. So, you know, a lot of the things around him, I don't like his friends, don't like his father. We haven't met him yet, but uh, Logan I like. And I like Rory stepping out of her comfort zone. And I think the really interesting thing about, like, this season and coming season is that you're seeing Rory, like, detach from Lorelai and sort of, like, become more into Emily's world. And... yeah. I think that's really interesting. So I'm, I really like season five, six. So very excited that you're finally here. Yeah. I'm, uh, I was like, 
I've always felt like the the school stuff it, it is detached from the Stars Hollow world, which makes it less interesting to me, less fun to me. But then they introduced the secret society into the Yale plot where I was like, oh, okay. And yeah, I was thinking, you know, on one hand, you could see Rory walking through a camp full of people, <laughs> you know, just uh, uh, talking an old timey talk to each other and just go, oh, they're so rich and privileged. <laughs> but to me, I was just like, isn't this cool? <laughs> you know, I'd love to do this. <laughs> Yeah, they're all jumping on the scaffolding together. That's crazy. I I think I, I feel the same way. On the one hand, I should detest all of this, but maybe I secretly yeah. want that <laughs> because yeah, exactly. It looks so fun, and and it, yeah, we hear about them being in trouble with the law for like some pranks and stupid things that they've done. But this felt pretty harmless and just kind of eccentric, and mm. I liked. It felt like. As far as all the episodes, like a very distinct episode. When you say the episode title, I know what happened in that episode. Whereas a lot of other ones just kind of like run together. But this one was just very unique and special. So I really, really liked it. And that's what I wanted to say about that. Yeah, and it is always fun to try to guess what's coming ahead by the episode title. But usually I'm seeing that the the episode title... rarely doesn't stick to the theme of the episode. It's more like just a quote from the episode. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, maybe you can comment on that as, as we're going along. Um, I did want to mention before we, uh, got into the episodes. Well, number one, it was Steph's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Steph. Thank Uh, you. Happy birthday. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Um, and, uh, I just started, uh, with my, my, my wife, um, the, uh, the morning show on Apple plus have either of you guys, uh, watched that yet? No, I have not. The craziest thing happens uh, in the the first episode of the morning show where like two people are standing in line for a Broadway musical and it turns out it's Gilmore Girls, the musical. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And then and they're just like talking back at like, I don't know, they're like talking about like um, it was something where the the something like the script was written with people wittier than they sound or something like that. But then there was another thing where it was just like, what kind of name is Lorelai? <laughs> just kind of bantering back and forth. I, I was looking around on YouTube to actually find the clip recorded, but uh, it's, it's not out there, but um, it, it's just kind of like, Oh, Gilmore girls in my life again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be in your life for another year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> So, uh, Steph, what episodes are we getting into today? Uh, women of questionable morals. My favorite. Come home. My favorite kind of women, not my favorite episode. Uh, wedding bell blues. Okay. And say something. Okay. Just want to let Remember- you know that oh. my, my reaction to those episode titles got more and more mm-hmm. depressed as we went on. So... So, sorry, you remember what? Remember Remember that Lorelai loves snow? Oh my god. <laughs> it's back. It's back. Okay. Now again, I have um uh divided the episodes into the p- different plots. So um shall I shall I steer the boat again? I say this because sure. the, the, my first thing isn't the snow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh so my first thing to talk about is the new reenactment uh that that plot line what'd you guys think okay 
I mean, I don't know if you want me to go through it beat by beat. Um, we basically have a new revolutionary war uh, thing to reenact where it's basically a a woman uh, in – Like new in, information came to light. Very – it's like almost like a Deadwood plot where the, the whore goes out and lures the, the soldiers so the other soldiers can get through or something, you know. Matt, you sounded like you were going to say something. That, well, <laughs> you sound like you're baiting me with that Deadwood <laughs> I'd say normally I, the Stars Hollows stuff is my least favorite element of the show. Uh, I've always liked Rory at school and Richard, Emily, Lorelai conflict stuff. The, you know, the parent daughter relationship, the, whatever the crazy townspeople are up to stuff has all is like, it, it drives me batty. Like, up to a certain point, I, I enjoy it, but then it just become whatever Taylor in, in particular is very hard to take. And he is a lot of what is Stars Hollow. Yeah. I mean, Pat, Miss Patty's great. Yeah. But so much of it is just super kooky. I, uh, I, I think the show knows for the most part that Taylor's like the big bad of the town the worst but, yeah but there is that there was that episode with the election where it was just like feel bad for taylor and i was like no <laughs> i don't um i don't know if we want to uh basically the 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 plot is kirk coaches lulu into getting this part uh and then screams my girlfriend is the, is the whore in the uh in luke's um i do like the fact that the uh the re- the reenactors are recognizing Lafayette uh, <laughs> in their story, <laughs> so I did write his name in capital letters. I don't um, like that Lulu is just window dressing for Kurt and not her own character. Oh, <laughs> seriously, I think that's a real missed opportunity. I would have I I don't really like Kurt, but I would like to know more about Lulu. I suppose. Yeah, if there's something fun to know, I don't know. <laughs> I think they could invent something. I did like the uh, the reenactors the, the the moment where the reenactors are talking and Andrew Andrew one of the one of the townspeople that I, I was like oh he has a name again okay I, that, that's Andrew okay um, he he talks about how um, uh, like Lorelai is too thin and women were were heavy set back then and they think how about your wife and the other guy's like you want to suck in the nose <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> what's the town that Taylor has a rivalry with that comes up in that festival of living pictures uh, it's not Eagleton I know it's not Elmsdale Gosh. it should be Eagleton it's though Eagleton. wouldn't this be better if <laughs> Stars Hollow had a rival town <laughs> yes. and maybe like it turns out Lulu is from that rival town like I'm just uh, <laughs> I'm just rewriting yeah. the show right now yes <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the reenact Taylor is forced to, uh, do this reenactment with Kirk, who's dressed like a lady, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and yeah, oh well. Uh, the next plot line is about the dog. Um, so. Oh, um, where Emily, it's yeah. like Emily has never seen a dog before in her life. <laughs> Emily reacts to this dog the way she did to frozen pizza. <laughs> it's like I've heard about it, but I've never actually seen it in real life. <laughs> yes, uh, so she recommends that they that Richard takes it to the pool house because that's the place for stray dogs, and he's like gets offended by that, 
And uh, but when he takes her to the pool house, she goes, "Good job, Richard." <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's literally doing nothing but sitting there. It, yeah. uh, oh, this is also where we get a side thing because uh, Richard um, is looking at dogbreed411.com, which I didn't check that website, but I'm sure it's virus ridden by now. Um, but uh, and then teaches Emily about the Internet. She reacts to the computer like she does to that frozen pizza. <laughs> yeah. It, and it, it sounded like an infomercial for yeah. computers, for your for seniors. Like, this is what a computer is. And really? It does that? Look and this is what a mouse does. A mouse? How fun! It's just that simple. But with the dog, they start saying we. Mm. You know? Yeah, I was... That dog slowly breeds them together. I was getting very excited. Yeah. And, um... Uh, so, uh, and, and Emily starts acting uh, a little nicer too. She finds out that uh, uh, Richard is feeding the dog leftover stew, and Emily's just completely like, "What? You're Richard is giving you stew?" <laughs> and uh, and then at the end of the whole plot line, um, oh, there is a funny one. I mean, we'll get into the Lorelai and Rory stuff, but um, the the scene where they're they're there and the dog is sitting in the background so Emily can say, I'm not officially here. I'm watching the dog. <laughs> and, um, I love the part where the dog trainer off camera gets the dog to stand up so Richard and Emily can go be distracted by the dog. <laughs> like, it's just literally looking off camera. <laughs> like, if you it, if you look at the dog, you go, what is that dog looking at? But it's just really just to get Richard and Emily to step out of the conversation for a minute so Lorelai and Rory can talk, but Mm-hmm. Or where Richard turns the blanket under. It's like yes. a pillow. Yes. Oh, Richard. And Emily is so impressed. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I love Emily, but yeah. sometimes they write her as though she like came from another century or lived yeah. in a cave. It it makes no sense. Oh, how clever. You rolled blanket over <laughs> so it became a bump. Like, <laughs> uh, And so at the end of the plot line, the dog is gone. We find out. Uh, the dog is was named Princess, which you know got her because yeah they went back and forth. Richard couldn't figure out if it was a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. Well, it hurt my heart because uh, my dog I had in my twenties uh, was named Princess, and I had to give her away. Uh, but um, and then it's just this this nice tender moment at the end where it's just uh, you know they lost their project together, so there's no reason for them to kind of hang out together. So yeah. Uh, the next thing I call, this is the last thing, which will go over the rest of the stuff in the episode. I titled winter of Lorelai's discontent, dawn of the inevitable breakup. Um, and, uh, I did not write these chapter titles after seeing all the episodes. I see this coming. <laughs> they want to really, me and it's going to, and it's going to hurt. <laughs> really? Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll work our way, our way through it. Um, huh? <laughs> So anyway, the, the first uh, little thing is where um, Christopher is showing up at Gale and he's trying to get Rory to – trying to apologize to Rory and and then kind of mentions his dad's sick, you know. And uh, he's been thinking about his relationship with his father and he doesn't want to have that kind of relationship with Rory. And uh, yes, like you said at the, at the top of the episode, um, Lorelai uh, wakes up. And she goes into her winter heat, which I, 
which sounds naughty, but and makes Rory makes Rory makes Luke go out in the middle of the night. Poor bastard, he's got to wake up at like five o'clock in the morning, and then just like John Locke, just suddenly the snow starts falling. <laughs> um, I'm referencing, of course, Lost, where the rain. He's like, it's gonna rain, and it just starts raining. Uh, so yeah, snow. Just a second of tumbleweeds going by. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> well, we know what you were talking about. <laughs> there are a few people in the audience like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Lost. Sort of. Well, it. I mean, Terry O'Quinn is Peter Watts first and foremost in my mind. <laughs> um. So at the uh, Dragonfly, we find out uh, there the you know snow is actually screwing things up. There's no mats; people are sliding around, um, and they're out of coffee. Well, they're reserving the coffee that they have, what, what little there is, because it's back ordered for customers for for the for their clients. So yes, and customers are calling and canceling because of the snow. Right, and Laura, it's just like. You know, it's the best time to come to a uh, an inn, a Connecticut inn, in the snow, and she just doesn't understand why everybody is not as happy as she is with the snow. Everybody's in a bad mood. You know, this is how I am with snow, though, because I'm just like, are you kidding me? Snow is like like every possible inconvenience. Happen. Like things get canceled, you can't get anywhere. If you go anywhere, you're in danger most of the time. <laughs> you know, it's freaking cold out. Did she not encounter this when she worked at the Independence Inn that people would cancel reservations? I mean, yeah, it seems right? pretty good chance that there would be inclement weather in this time of year. Are you in Connecticut? Roll a blanket under it makes the dog comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so. Um... Lorelai ends up walking all the way to Luke's. And again, I'm not sure about the geography of the place um, where I, where, where is the dragonfly in terms of, you know, in its proximity to Luke's, how far did she walk? Like the, the test, the test, um, they all got brought up in um, horse, horses and carriages or something. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and so it couldn't, it couldn't be too far from town. I'm assuming. Was it horses and carriages or was it horses golf carts? Sleighs. Was it golf cart? No. Or am I thinking of something else? I'm I thinking, I'm thinking of something else. Carts. Anyway, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, have you ever figured out – I mean you're talking about the geography of Stars Hollow. Did you ever figure out the geography of the Gilmore house, of Lorelai's house? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been there. <laughs> No, inside the house. Have yes, you cracked where, where her oh, bedroom yes. was in relationship to the kitchen? Yeah, it, yeah, that's right. Like somewhere in Rory's, our watch, I was Rory's, immediately like, wait, huh? There's like Rory's room is on the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, like, it's off the kitchen. Yeah. Are you saying where that because you're picking on me or because you're you're trying to figure it out yourself? Well, that was one of your early questions. <laughs> I don't remember that that was ever resolved. I thought that was a dangling plot thread from your podcast. <laughs> Previously on, we don't want to wait. <laughs> uh, yes, and the hits keep coming. Um, uh, the next day, the Jeep is covered in snow and a branch breaks and falls on top of the Jeep. The pink coat is back. Oh, yep. I love the pink coat. It's funny because I would, I would laugh at the fact that this woman has a Jeep in the Northeast. But I have many, I, I have several friends that have Jeeps and they, 
I don't know, they somehow freeze their way through winter because it's not exactly like the thing is gets heated very well. Oh, yeah. But, not um, a very insulated automobile. And I love Lorelai is ranting and raving to Luke, and she says that the snow is now a personalized screw you, Lorelai. And then suddenly the flakes start, like, on cue. <laughs> um, the snow is being mean to Lorelai. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that pool house scene, the dog's there, um, and Emily is asking if they heard that Strobe died. And... Um, or well, was sick, right? I don't yeah, know. Rory did not tell her mother right. that Christopher came to visit at Yale. Mm-hmm. Like Rory, we're just going to talk about Rory later on, but <laughs> but this is the beginning of Rory. What is up with you? Stop. Yeah, she's just like, why would you not tell your mother that your dad came to visit you and your grandfather's sick? Because she might trip and fall onto his balcony. I, I don't know. Um, something something might happen to screw up the whole Luke thing, and she won't have another have a dad like Max again. So, I uh, guess so. <laughs> Maybe it just felt because Christopher came to her at Yale, like it was a father daughter thing, and it just didn't really involve her mother. Right. And when it comes to like a family's health, you know it. It's Christopher's business to tell who he wants to tell. And if you wanted Lorelai to know, he would have told Lorelai. Yeah, so. but I don't think so. It I, Well, number one, I, in Rory's defense, I don't think that she really caught on to, like, the idea that Strobe was sick didn't really Yeah, she was more concerned out. about how irritated she was that her father was there. Right. Groveling. But in that conversation where Lorelai is working on the, the whore dress, um... <laughs> It's, like, obvious that Rory had an opportunity to say, oh, Dad came by today and didn't. Yeah. I think you mean woman of ill repute dress. <laughs> yes. Questionable morals. Uh, I do like the nice, uh, the real moment here where um, uh, Lorelai's like, well, we do cards or flowers. And then she says, everything sounds so lame. And I, I would totally agree. It's like, yeah, like, is that like a cheesy thing? Like, I don't know. Like if a parent died, would I want a card or flowers? Like how would that make me feel better? Uh, you know, so I'd feel a little weird sending something that I'd, I'd be like kind of like scoffing at. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um, but it's just the it's just what traditional you do. thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, society. Um. So, yeah, uh, we go to Christopher's mother's house, I assume. Because this is not like yes. Christopher's house, you know, because he's not, he doesn't live in Stars Hollow. He's staying with, I'm assuming his mother. His, with his mother, yes. Uh, Emily mentioned it when she was sitting on the hearth with the dog. Oh, okay. Because she told Lorelai she would give her the address later. All right. So Rory goes goes there with cookies and milk, and then later uh, she leaves, which is so weird. She goes in, and then it's just like two seconds, 15 minutes later or something, and she walks back out. And uh, and calls Lorelai and says, "Listen, he's a, he's a human being. He needs us. He's isolated from us, and you know, she feels guilty for that. So she tells Lorelai to go. And Lorelai is already there with a bottle of tequila, with grown up milk and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, Lorelai is very hungover at Luke's. She's been up all night drinking, and she's annoyed at Rory's sipping and annoyed at Rory's voice." 
and uh, she and, didn't drink any water. <laughs> and she said she wasn't going to stay long, but ended up staying there till dawn. And then Luke comes in and notices Lorelai's tired eyes, and uh, Rory immediately butts in and says, "Oh, I kept her up." And um, and then Lorelai feels guilty now. She she mentions, "Oh man, I, I mean, I should have told him." And Rory says, "He doesn't need to know." Oh, so this is all Rory's fault, is what you're yes, saying? Put it all on Rory. What the heck, oh, okay. Rory? Yes, it's both of their faults. It's Lorelai for taking advice from her child about um, her grown-up relationship. Well, I'm going to say, or I should save it for the fourth episode, but it's nobody's fault, and Luke's making a big deal out of nothing. But that's just my opinion. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah. We don't like liars on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, there's a lot more to it. A lot more to it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Luke made her a nice drink. It's a super sweet ending. Unfortunately, it's ruined by the fact that she's lying to him for no reason. She could just say, hey, this happened because she knows that covering it up means makes it weird. Like, like, I don't know. Uh, Okay, (laughs) maybe I should. uh, we'll, We'll wait, wait for it later i mean even luke says like you were lying this morning like i knew you were lying this morning what are you lying about and uh and she's like just drops another line oh it was a headache mm-hmm. you can just be open with your you know open about it yeah because just like he, she doesn't yeah. say it at all and that's okay i mean because just like later on luke says he's your child's father he's always gonna be there so yeah she should have told him that he needed his family. He needed somebody there, and she's uh, he's always going to be in her life. Right. Accept it. I just think coming clean with the person that you're with or just being honest when they ask you a question seems like an important thing to do. Uh, seems like adult, a pretty, pretty easy thing to, do thing to do yeah. for her yeah. to just say, uh, yeah, his father passed away, and I went over, and we got to talking, and... We may have we drank a little, and then I passed out, and then I came home. Like that's what happened, but yeah. I don't know. I guess she just feels maybe she's trying to keep her world separate and her past, and feels like her past is too shameful or painful, and she's just trying to insulate Luke into this own special little thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was angry at the end of that. Um, <laughs> so let's get into come home. And uh, my first uh, topic is Rory makes an actual attempt at Logan um, because we get into the newsroom and Jonathan is fan is, is freaking out because Mitchum uh, busted his chops about Logan not getting enough work. And Rory's like, hey, I've been doing a ton of work. <laughs> Why not just kind of uh, let Logan share the byline with me and I'll, you know, I'll get him going on this project and he can do some work, too. So uh, Leslie Nope shows up at the uh, pub with color-coordinated research folders to get Logan started. And um, and then she finds out, because he's, he'd rather just kind of chat with her than talk about this project, um, that he has uh, an opportunity to go to this benefit for Seymour Hirsch and mentions, oh, I can bring a date, you know. And so she assumes that he's going to be asking her to this party. Okay, number one, is Rory wanting to spend time with Logan because she does like him? Or yes. is she 
or does she want to get to know Logan better because Logan can help her professionally? No, it's the first one. <laughs> uh, is Logan playing head games with Rory? Yes. Yeah, is Logan absolutely. doing it out of you know for good reasons, just to uh, to push her to uh, broaden her horizons? There are no to- good reasons to lie. We hate mixed reasons. I'm just reciting that. This is this is an e- first of all your question is so far easy. I like keep them coming. I mean, why is he is he leading her? Is he leading her own? A bit. He's flirting and he's kind of playing hard to get. He's kind. Of, he's just sort of playing. I, I don't think he's deliberately being an evil genius, total manipulation. But he's trying to be cutesy and he wants to. He wants to be chased a little. So he's kind of getting her to do that. And so he he realizes that she wants to go to this party and meet Seymour Hirsch. I mean, I think she would like to do that. Yeah. Okay. What I got confused about was it was it was this the same party that we find out about Richard and Emily going to or or was that a different party? No, that party was no. The the party that Logan is going to is in New York. Oh, Okay. Right. Can I can I just interrupt with two quotes from the previous episode? Uh-huh. Sure. Michelle says I haven't been this excited since Madonna dropped by Total Request Live. <laughs> 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 Which I don't know, do we have to explain that to the kids out there? Madonna was on Lost. Uh she was the mystic <laughs> of the tribe. <laughs> and then Paris says, oh, I am kinda hungry, and C Span can kiss my ass. <laughs> I love that C- that Paris feels so she's so confident that c-span wants her opinions that she's going to wait on hold to tell them yes. how to run their network better and get get those ratings that we know that c-span is really obsessed with ratings. yes yes c-span needs paris yep yes okay i'm i'm done all right we can move back on to the second episode uh so um rory calls lorelei and says i gotta get out of the friday dinner cover for me and then she mentions she's got a thing with a guy and she's not going to say anything more. She doesn't want to jinx it. And uh, so the next thing we see is uh, they're back at the uh, the pub again. And Rory tells – talks to Logan about the office. And it's not the U.S. office. She says she's just watched it for the fourth time. And after the fourth time, you can understand what they're saying. <laughs> That's Which, funny. I'm just like, okay. Um, hmm. And uh, Subtitles, Rory. Yeah, you can turn the subtitles on. And the they're coming to take me away. Um, I said this that conversation about the office made me uncomfortable because it feels like conversations I've had where I'm I really think somebody would like a show and I'm trying to get them to watch it and I I'm wondering where the line is between being pushy and overselling it and just sort of like I want it to be their idea to watch it. I'm gonna and then watch I kinda, the good fight. All right, God. Why and then I'm like going on about it. And I'm like, you know, why don't you borrow the DVDs? And then I go, oh, they're never going to watch it, are they? It's just I'm going to have to ask for the DVDs back at some point. Yeah. And they will never have been watched. It just that's what made me uncomfortable. Uh, I was wondering, I'm like, well, I knew because they said they couldn't understand it and uh, that they're probably talking about the UK office. But I looked it up and the US office actually starts one month after this episode aired. Wow. That's how long ago this is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Logan, about to leave for dad's party. 
and uh, and doesn't invite Rory. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I mean, that's just vain. <laughs> uh, so yes, did he know? Of course he knew. Did I don't know? Is he just trying to get her to ask him? Is she? Is he trying to be play hard to get? Like. And what would she do if she asked – what would he do if she asked him? Would he say, of course, I've been waiting for you to ask me? Or would he be like, oh, no, no, I've got somebody else going with me or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I, and I just wonder how much of his relationship and pursuit of Rory is influenced by his past relationships. And maybe he's used to girls throwing themselves at him and he just is sort of expecting it and it's just not happening. <laughs> All right, my next topic is Hep Alien Goes to Dinner. Um, it starts off with uh, Kian bringing mail and a Madonna shirt. She probably got it sold to request live to uh, Lane. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, we uh, Lane then reminds us, you know, catch anybody who's up uh, who was maybe watching Lost or something, that um, Mrs. Kim did yell at Zach at that one point. Lane's still mad about it. And so um, Lane is getting... Um, just kind of tired of being the same old her, especially after looking at those band photos and thinks that she's the Korean buddy Holly. So uh, she decides to lose the glasses. And um, I do love this moment where <laughs> Lorelai and Lane run into each other, Luke's, and they're just like, wow, you look so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like, it's weird. Okay, let's not talk anymore. <laughs> but Zach is bothered by this. This is the first smart girl he's ever dated, and he wants people to know that she's smart. And what better to let people know that she's smart than her wearing those glasses? Makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when this customer yells at Lane, like, what do you think? I should eat my soup without a spoon? And Zach, like, of course she knows you should eat with a spoon. <laughs> she's just not wearing her glasses. Uh, so... Uh, Matt, what what are you thinking about uh, uh, Zach? And about Lane? Zach? Yeah, a couple coupling. I can see why you don't like Zach, and I'm confused why I think I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> because I have a memory that I liked him. Mm-hmm. I guess he's. I always took his acerbicness. Is that is that a word? As a acerbicness. Right. Let's keep saying it. I um. Acerbic. I always thought of. I never took it seriously. I never really thought he was being like petulant and sulky that he was, I, I, I never really took him that seriously. And what's really bothering me is the sheepishness that he, ex- um, he exhibits in this episode or is it the next episode when he goes to the dinner and he it's hides behind her yeah, behind lane. I, I, I find, I found that to be a real turnoff. Well, I took that just as a, uh... In reaction to when she yelled at him and cursed him, cursed him to hell in front of everybody in town. <laughs> I, I mean, just grow up and act your age. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny. Uh, when he is first in- introduced, I was really hoping they would drop the, the band plot or at least drop him out of the band suddenly. Um and, of course, the most likable member of the band, besides Lane, ended up going to another show. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, 
as soon as the writers were like, all right, we got to get these guys together because obviously Dave's never coming back, but we'll not mention that. Um, and uh, so what do we do? We'll, we'll make them a little insecure. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, latch the acerbicness. That's probably what they wrote down on the whiteboard uh, to uh, his insecurity. So that makes it more cute. And, and, and in a way it does. It, it is kind of working on me. I'm more tolerant of, uh, of Zach these days and he was always around other girls and i mean that's stopped so he's pretty much he's with lane so i feel like if lane trusts him and likes him then i guess i like him by proxy right mm-hmm. how i feel about zach and when i saw the actor on true blood like it blew my mind that it was the same actor because he just <laughs> seems so much older i guess it's yeah. the hair it's the shorter hair and the kind of worldliness and like because he played this character who had been to Iraq or Afghanistan or something so he was like yeah. shell shocked and what as like it's just such a different character that, that I I couldn't believe that this was young hip long-haired stars hollow Zach like that's the same person so it's been kind of fun to rewatch rediscover the actor whose name I can't remember um so- Todd Todd Lowe right yeah yeah. Oh, and then the uh, the last thing I want to say about Zach is that there's a scene where he he's told by Gil, stop counting down in German. And they said, do the countdown. Then he says, do the countdown. Don't stop counting down in German. He's counting up in German. That's what I just want to say. It's not a countdown, it's a count up. <laughs> and that makes me worry about Zach. I like that Gil is, Gil is like, it's depressing. <laughs> German's depressing. Depressing. Uh, tell me you're a big Gil fan though. Come on. Gil's the best. Uh, Gil, Gil's great because he's such a family man and, and just so relaxed and like a dad, like he's a dad and a husband and yes, he rocks on the weekends, but during the week he runs a deli. So I want to see Gil's deli. Gil's deli. It's he's, he's adorable. So, um, a little too old for Lane. But I don't know. Yeah, I can see it. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> he has to leave his wife. No, no, no. I don't, <laughs> that, that'd be very weird. I would not be able to be very happy with that. Like you just completely would leave leave Kim. burned all your stock in me. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, Mrs. Kim ignores Gil's handshake, and uh, yeah, the, the band gets uh, put at the the kids' table, and Gil starts getting into all the slimy food. Um, I love that Brian's been doing research on the internet. Oh, yeah. she, which when she introduces Brian so and he easy. he speaks to her in Korean, she said, "That's Brian. He likes the internet." <laughs> but Kian's impressed. Oh yeah, uh, some, maybe something brewing there. Um, it'd be like a kind of a rehash of the uh, Lane and Dave plot, almost. You know. Hmm. Um. But yeah, there's a bit of a blowout at the end. Well, the, I mean, I, I gotta love the you know the the music performance, and then we find Gil playing with them. <laughs> you guys rock! You know when it got a defeat. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a blowout at the end where Mrs. Kim expects Lane to go in the kitchen and help with the dirty plates, and Lane's like, "No, no, I'm, I'm here as a guest." Uh, and uh, and then Mrs. Kim starts getting really mad because she didn't even ask to help, and starts ranting against the. Uh, the Lane's modern sensibilities 
and said and starts yelling about how she's not herself without her glasses. And that's when Zach jumps in and bonds with Mrs. Kim and Mrs. Kim ends up showing him photos of Lane in the first grade. I mean, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Just seems like a really dumb thing to bring these two characters together, but all right. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I definitely don't think Lane should have, uh, uh, wash dishes, but I don't know. Being a person that she, lived in the house, maybe yeah, she, she was a little offered. rude. She yeah. was a little rude to her mother. I don't know. And I guess the final note on this before we move on to the next plot is um, uh, glasses or no glasses? How do you prefer your lane? Well, come on, come on, glasses. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, she is totally adorable with her glasses on. But oh my gosh, if she, I say whatever Lane wants. Yeah. Because yeah. If Lane was not wearing her glasses, we would get used to it. I suppose. But there is a point in the last episode, I think it is, where she jumps in the limo with Rory. And I was like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> is that somebody uh, Taylor employed to help with the groceries? Because I don't know who that is. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's Lane. No glasses now. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, the next plot is the dragonfly ghost. Um, so uh, Lorelai holds a sexual harassment. Uh <laughs> conference and michelle is uh, definitely uh kind of upset because he feels that people are ogling him and then we have the whole thing where kirk keeps kind of showing up in different areas in the dragonfly because he's there to okay learn. this is funny <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah michelle uh uh says that thieves are stealing the toblerone <laughs> And uh, mussing the uh, the the sheets in a, a certain room, and demands to be taken seriously. And uh, yeah, Sookie uh, suggests it's a ghost. Lorelai says, "Ooh, maybe Patrick Swayze." And then Sookie says, "Yeah, in search of his lost career." <laughs> and uh, I just want to rec- just let, let you guys know that uh, this episode aired in two thousand five. Three years later. Patrick Swayze was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and the following year he dies. <laughs> Got him! Well, it's funny when you say it. Oh, I hate that so much. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, Mich- uh, Michelle thinks... He had a lake house here. Hmm? He had a lake house here. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Michelle thinks it's Lars and Celia mussing up the beds and uh, ends up uh, uh, asking Lars if he's seeing someone special and then gets a sexual harassment claim bo- filed against him and Lorelai because um, he says that Lorelai put him up to it. And uh, and then <laughs> we see Jackson out with Davey and asking Lorelai, hey, uh, Sookie having some late nights at the Dragonfly. Maybe, uh, maybe let her go a little early. I mean, you know, she's pregnant. Kind of worry about her. And so Lorelai catches uh, the ghost, which is Sookie, and she's watching Dark Shadows and eating the Toblerone. So we hate Sookie now? We Don't we hate liars on this podcast, Robin? Well, look, mothers <laughs> have to have their time to themselves. And this is the thing she says. She said, you know, yes, I could have went home and, and told jackson that i wanted some time and he would have given it to me and i would have felt guilty because as a mother you feel guilty no matter what you just feel guilty 
And um, so she probably feels guilty watching Dark Shadows and everything, but it's just, just let her have her time, her her hour to watch Dark Shadows and mess up the bed and eat Toberones, or whatever that is. She feels more guilty. You don't know what a Toblerone is? <laughs> no. Oh, it's a chocolate bar. Yeah, it's a European chocolate. Yeah. Is it really, really good? No. Oh. But you find it in hotel yeah. honor bars. Oh. It's in that triangle yellow-shaped package. Yeah, I think I've seen one. So she feels more guilty about letting Jackson take care of the baby at night so she can watch a t- one TV show than she does about lying to Jackson and just watching it there. Yeah. Lorelai's like, I get it. <laughs> that, that was her quote. I was like, fuck the both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you like that's it? Okay, well, whatever. And then Lorelai joins her. It's almost like implied that, like, you know, like she's just like gonna lie to Luke about it or something. It's, it's, I guess it's not really that implied, but yeah, that, that bothered me. I was like, really? You can't just? I mean, her having this insecurity about asking her husband, who would happily let her watch one show, my God, and and relax, like. That, I mean, that's her problem that she's got this insecurity. Why Why does Jackson have to like be like, oh, I'm really worried about Sookie. She's working these late hours. And what's wrong with Lorelai? Like, he's going to be mad at Lorelai about it. Wasn't he mad mm. at Lorelai because of one of Sookie's lies in, like, season one? Oh, I'm trying to think. There was something where she got he got really mad at Lorelai. But it was because, mm. uh, because uh, Sookie was lying about it. I forget. Anyway, um, the next subject is, <clears throat> unless you guys have anything more to say about the, the Ghost of the Dragonfly. No, but I really like your titles for these sections, and now I kind of wish that the show had titles like on Frasier, yeah. but Gilmore titles, little <laughs> <laughs> chapter titles. My next chapter title is, in which we show how wonderful Lorelai and Luke are together before we take away all hope for happy things in the world, and we all know it's going to happen, and I'm not happy about it. We start off in Luke's apartment. <laughs> And uh, uh, so, so Luke, the sweet man that he is, built a shelf in his apartment bathroom so she can put her cinnamon toothpaste there because he doesn't want to confuse his toothpaste with her toothpaste. Um, and Lorelai, being the sweet, you know, partner that she is, she's going to bed early for Luke. But it's kind of a drag because she's wide awake and she needs a TV. She's kind of used to being spoiled by that guy. We already forgot his name from the previous season who basically gave her own room and a TV and Jason uh, there. Yeah. Him. Uh, <laughs> and we also see um, in Luke's another sweet scene where uh, Luke is fixing the damn oven. <laughs> and it turns out that Lorelai has been up all night reading the oven manual <laughs> and helps him out. And they're quite happy with each other. That was an adorable scene, the way she could recall the instructions of how to fix the oven. But it was really dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can you believe the same person doesn't know how to – feels feels weird about stirring a pot of (laughs) sauce? (laughs) Weird. Yeah. I can understand reading the manual but not retaining anything from the manual. Yeah. Like she knew she – like you can read a manual – but she like read it knowing that she was going to be tested on it the next day. Uh, so that is a very short chapter. It's just kind of setting 
you know, setting up. Look how sweet the title of the chapter was longer than the chapter that you gave. (laughs) This next one is a little longer. Not, but wait, didn't he? Didn't he buy her? He bought a TV. Yeah, but that's at the end. That's at the end. Uh, We'll get to that. He did. No, I try to weave these all together. Okay. 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 Today she would just watch stuff on her phone. Yeah, right. Her tablet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, get some sleep, honey. I'll listen to my podcast. Um, the next chapter title is Richard and Emily make amends after Richard is an insufferable ass, and then Emily turns evil. What is the show doing to me? Um, so so uh, Richard and Emily work on their schedule, and uh, and it's different than last time. Last time it was very impersonal, uh, and it, this time it is. Uh, yeah, they're working together with their schedules, and they're going to the gala. Not yeah. together, but they both decided they are going to the gala. They're very Bruce Wayne, Vicky Vale, past assault. They're not yet eating soup on the staircase together. Okay. okay. I winked to all those to got that. Um. So yeah, they're thinking about going to this. They're talking about this event. Who's 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 better off going to it? Uh, maybe we should both attend. And so we cut to uh, Richard's office where he's like, oh, we got to bring Simon McLean into the firm for blah, 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 blah. And then his advisor's <laughs> like, ooh, maybe not. Uh, you don't you, – you might not want to do that. And then dear Richard Gilmore, how he plays it off like, oh, of course. But damn it if his eyes are not just filling with tears at that moment. Uh, I just love that. It was very emotional. Now, what he does with that, well, <laughs> uh, so they head to the the, the gala, separate cars. Oh, oh, guess I'll see you there. Seems inevitable, doesn't it? <laughs> and they get to this uh, uh, <clears throat> place. Uh, Emily shows up first and good old Simon comes out and super nice. He's chatting Emily up. And then Richard rear ends Emily. <laughs> Hard. Yeah. Almost like he gassed it. Like on purpose, almost. And then he's like, "Oh, I misjudged the distance. I was, I was distracted." And and uh, Simon's like, "Oh, you okay? Are you okay?" And Richard's like, "No, no, no. This is a family matter. I will ask if she's okay. I am her husband." And Simon's like, "Hey, uh, no problem. We're cool. We're cool." <laughs> and he's like, I'll, "I'll call you tomorrow." And Richard's like, "Don't call." And puts her in the car and yeah, forces her into his car. Yeah. And um, and she's like, oh, nothing happened with Simon. And he's like, and nothing happened with Penland Lot either. And I was like, oh, it, it's going to be like that, huh? Like, <laughs> we all learned our lesson? Question mark. <laughs> um, and then we have, uh, they're about to part ways at the house. And he says he doesn't want to go back to his full house. And Emily asks him to mm-hmm. title check, come home. And... Then cut to um, Lorelai and Roy are there for dinner. The pool house is empty. That's weird. And then we watch through the window as they argue passionately and then they kiss. And I got to tell you, this is like one of those scenes. We haven't had one of these in a while. One of these scenes where it's like, I wanted to hear this scene. I wanted to hear how they made up. I wanted to hear, you know, what the compromise was, what what made them happy with each other. Is he like, I'm going to listen to you from now on and, 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 and bring you in on all my, you know, so we're an equal couple or, you know, did she make a lot of exceptions? I, I, 
I wanted to hear this. Yeah, we Why did, did they get back together? We didn't. We didn't hear the the uh, them get back together. Just like we didn't hear them break up. We don't know why they <laughs> broke up. We don't know why they got back together. But I mean, we got the idea of why they broke up is yeah. because he's mm-hmm. kind of an ass to her, and and uh, I don't know. She's a bit too picky on him, and huh. I don't know. I guess they got back together because Emily's terrified that her eight foot tall husband <laughs> is going to commit vehicular homicide at some point. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so yeah, they break the news. We're officially back together. And uh, when? Oh, yesterday, last night, and this morning. <laughs> Don't uh, ask questions. Don't ask questions. Old people had sex. Um, and so they said they're going to renew their vows. And Lorelai is going to be the maid of honor, and Rory is going to be the best man, and Robert is totally getting fired because uh, <laughs> screw Robert, can't eat, he's making stew. So, what good is he? Um, Peasant food. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Emily brings Lorelai upstairs, and there's dresses everywhere. And oh god, Miss Celine is back. Calling Lorelai Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. Yes. Are you married, Natalie Wood? Oh, gosh. You're going to find your Robert Wagner someday, Lorelai. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, how do you feel about Miss Celine? Uh, I don't <laughs> love her. <laughs> either. Like, why are we in this Mad TV sketch? I don't like it. it. It just felt like Amy Sherman Palladino wanted to give Alex Borstein something fun to do. And mm-hmm. there's no value to it at all. It's just kookiness for kookiness' sake. Right. Why is Edna Mode here? <laughs> it's it's weird. <laughs> but oh my gosh, all those wedding gowns. Mm-hmm. Like rich people don't have to go shopping. They bring the store to the um. Look at all those huh. fluffy white wedding gowns. Can you imagine what Emily's going to wear? <laughs> and, and then... Like Emily comes out in it, in the first dress, I'm like, "Yeah, hey, that's good." And Miss Lane's like, "No." And she comes back out in another wedding dress, and I was like, "Damn, girl." <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, it was better, but yeah, she didn't. She didn't, so doesn't end up dressing in any of that. Um. So, but the important thing about the scene is that Lorelai is looking at wedding dresses, and Emily's like, mm-hmm. "What?" Like, it just the radar goes off. Mm. So. In order to draw, I, I dropped the the last happy uh, Lorelai Luke thing because we we have to see the, the parallel in the end of the uh, or just how they mer- merge together at the end of the episode, where Luke is recovering from Alice Pancake World and um, <laughs> and is like eh, I don't know if I want to go to this. Your parents hate me, and Lorelai's no. I'm sure by the end of it, Emily's going to think that you're too good for me, and then he ta da. <laughs> By the way, Lorelai, the camera's not looking at it, so you probably didn't notice there's a TV right there. And don't worry, I can sleep through anything. Meanwhile, we go to Christopher's apartment where Gilmore Girls is watching Teletubbies. And uh, <laughs> which I was just like, oh, blast from the past, Teletubbies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Emily You know, arrives. Simon Cowell was the producer of Teletubbies. Wow. I, I did not. I didn't know that. No, no. And I, I'm a, such a fan too of the show. <laughs> how, did I, how did I not know that? I'm more of a Smile Time fan myself. Oh, I was going to ask you, <laughs> who's your spirit Teletubby? I'm definitely a Dipsy. Just going to say. All right. Uh, so, so, so Emily completely disregards the existence of this baby. Yes, yeah, she's like, oh, no, that. she's 
she's yeah she's there long enough to notices her enough to insult her saying and you would have married her had your girlfriend not gotten pregnant with this <laughs> yes, yeah really this is the worst i've ever seen emily i think oh. and then she just like whispers into his ear like, you better do something now if you want any chance with lorelei and leaves him an envelope which we assume is an invitation to the wedding mm-hmm. all right sorry i'm going to get more and more animated as these episodes go on because the emotions uh anything else for that come home episode that we uh when okay, so Lorelai runs into Jackson and Davy, and she's like, "Oh, the fleet's in," and there's all these sailor jokes, and oh, <laughs> gotta get you laid. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> and so she um she knows where Suki is. She's putting two and two together. So she marches back to the inn. She goes in through the front door of the inn, and uh, Kirk is working the desk. <laughs> and that is so funny to me. Ah. Uh... How does he work all those jobs? Because <laughs> he just, I just think he just half does them. Like he just, like his, he's, he half-heartedly does everything. Like he, you can't be good at everything. So he just tries a, a little of everything. I'm watching a lot of BSG lately. So um, it's almost like, you know, the Kirks were made by man <laughs> and they had a plan. <laughs> I'm just like waiting for, <laughs> for the next the the, the next uh, Cylon uh, shaped shoe to drop. Okay, this was gross. At the end, when Lorelai's trying to talk Luke into going to the wedding, mm. and she says, "You know, you've got you have to go, or, or else I'll have to get drunk and make out with the best man, which is Rory." And that's <laughs> like that was gross. That's a gross joke. <laughs> uh, all right. Wedding Bell Blues. I have no chapters for these because it is just one continuous episode. There's no, like, breaking in between A and B plots. Um, so, um, first off, uh, Lorelai gets a new pair of boots because, uh, you know, she sees some yellow ones. Luke's ordering boat supplies, which is promising, you know? And she loves catalogs. She loves catalogs. She's and... wearing a Dragonfly t-shirt. Oh, I didn't a notice Dragonfly. That. Yeah, a dra- a but Jerry will fly blouse. But she wants yellow boots so she can look like the Morton Salt girl. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Luke is coming over to work on the boat and promises he's not going to interrupt their cop rock marathon that, are, that they're about to have. And he's pretty baffled. Yeah. Whole... My husband said cop rock. What is that? I said, it's what it sounds like. <laughs> what do you think it is? You should fire up an episode <laughs> for him. It's like if Hill Street Blues... And Glee fell into a blunder. <laughs> um, but it's also like, can't they watch something normal for a change? No. <laughs> uh, so, and she's making instant mashed potatoes and complaining yeah. about how much work it is. While Lorelai, or sorry, while Rory, I you know, same thing, uh, pours syrup over a pile of pancakes, which is on a plate next to powdered donuts and pop tarts. <laughs> And, uh, and uh, Lorelai decides on tater tots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're already, you know, Luke drops in for a moment, but they're already. He will not come in because he doesn't want to see what they're eating because he <laughs> might kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all ready for the marathon. Emily calls, says her dress is falling apart. She's coming over and she says, um, 
Lorelai says, I'm not the woman who made it. Make her fix it. And Emily says, when a woman gives birth to a crack baby, you do not buy her a puppy. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Which I'm assuming the crack baby is the dress the maker made and she doesn't want to give her more work. The more work is the puppy? I don't know. I don't know. Matt knows. I think she's loopy from the drugs she had to have after her husband rear-ended her and <laughs> she had to go to a doctor. Nailed it. <laughs> she has horrible neck pain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so um, Emily arrives and... Yeah, Lucas, Lucas Sandin, and she like scares him to yeah. death. He drops the, the sander. Oh my God. At least you have a hobby. Idle hands and whatnot. Thank God it- Got it wasn't a table saw. <laughs> yeah. And he congratulates her and she was, she corrects oh, him. Uh, yeah. She's so wishes. rude. Yep. So Emily gets in the house. Now, how long do you think it took for Emily? To I, get I remember that, that, that sort of mismanners, very waspy sort of etiquette of what, you know, um, best wishes for yeah. the bride. Congratulations to the groom. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember that. And when now when I see people like signing cards at work for people who get engaged, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> remember it's congratulations to the groom <laughs> because the groom is lucky to have, get the bride. Uh, and what's best wishes is kind of like good luck. <laughs> yes. Good luck. You're marrying a man. Yeah. Uh, so how long do you think it took for Emily to get to, the house because as soon as she walks in that plate is near bare <laughs> that they had in front of them well she said she'd be there in 30 minutes oh uh, okay well yeah because Lorelai went through all this okay we're gonna eat and watch an episode and then deal with mother and then watch another episode or something like that so Lorelai's rushing around with the dress and Emily's getting a little too comfortable um and then realizes when Richard calls that this is probably gonna have to be her bachelorette party and I love drunken Richard by the way it's pretty funny. Um, he's there in his uh, gentleman's club and uh, advises Lorelai not to let Emily mix the alcohol. Anyway, minutia. Um, so all the ladies are there and um, even Gypsy, who's just like, who's Emily? <laughs> Lorelai, <laughs> make your mother stop talking to me. <laughs> And Rory invites Lane, and Lane invites Keon, and Keon keeps asking questions because she just does not understand. But why? <laughs> but why? Um, and uh, Emily gets penis pasta. She drinks rum and, rum and cokes. Um, you know, you may look highbrow, Emily, but underneath you're just abroad. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? I'm abroad. <laughs> um, it was cute. I yeah. like it when Emily gets a little drunk and silly. Yeah, yeah. I like when Emily cuts loose. Um, mm-hmm. Gets down to earth. So uh, later everybody passes out and Rory um, sees that Lorelai has, is there fixing the seating chart. And then she and Rory notices that Logan's going to be there. And mm-hmm. right around the same time, Lorelai is ranting about the entitled people that are friends of their parents. And they're, you know, just like that life and death brigade that you reported on, you know, a bunch of snooty, whatever. And, and Rory gets offended. Mm-hmm. She starts defending them. Yeah. Not all, they're not all the same. Not all, not all, hashtag not all rich people. Yeah. There's very fine people on both sides. Uh-huh. Um, 
So, uh, morning, uh, Luke shows up all dressed and doesn't realize oh. that he could have gotten dressed at the place, which I guess I'm, I'm thinking guests don't usually do that, though. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> and he's like, your front door was open. Was your front door open all night? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then Lorelai says, Babette, when you leave, lock up. Okay. You got Babette. it, honey. <laughs> Scares the crap out of Oh, we saw Maury in these episodes. Oh, that was, uh, that's later. That's later. Oh, oh is trust it? me, that was a part of my, that's a part of my notes. Okay. Because oh, yeah. we haven't seen Maury in seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And we, we wanted have, to? Of course. I mean, okay. Maury and Babette are one of the main power couples of Gilmore Girls. Everybody knows that. <laughs> You're right. I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, they were just so cool in the little house in the first season. I don't know. Um, so uh, yeah, Emily complains she had to redo her seating chart and ended up firing her wedding planner. And Lorelai doesn't say a thing. <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, so yeah, um, Robert's out of work. Wedding planner's out of work. Just everybody is falling <laughs> in the war path of Emily. Um. Yeah, Luke's there trying to not to be awkward, and they th- Richard and Emily don't think that's the suit that he like wore there or something. Or of course he's going to change. Yeah. And then Richard said, "Oh, uh, Luke, I could get my tailor to uh, press those wrinkles Steam out." His pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, much to my uh, happiness, cousin Marilyn is there because mm-hmm. I'm very happy that uh, Marion Ross is now in her cousin Marilyn role rather than her evil third Lorelai role. She is much more fun, even though it's just your classic, like, I'm an older lady that loves young men. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. sex. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. I want to have an affair with a... I want to have a fling with a commoner. <laughs> yeah. I want to have an affair with a gardener. <laughs> um, oh, I also love the the necklace thing. Richard's like, find out what works best with the dress, and she just walks in the other room, like, which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> this one for the wedding, this one for my birthday. <laughs> and then em- Emily says, Rory, find a man who can buy you nice jewelry, <laughs> who knows how to pick out jewelry. Uh, oh, and uh, uh, Emily's nervous and Lorelai reassures her by saying, it's a pretend wedding. J-Lo has them all the time. Bam, got them. Uh, so way to go to the writing room. Got another one. Um, oh, and Emily's like, my... Uh, you know, we'll do your, my hairdresser will do your hair. No, my hair's fixed. She's <laughs> uh, just, just, just. Looks all right, yeah. And then Rory time. steps out and, oh my God, super cute. Oh, Marlena De- Dietrich. <laughs> yeah. It's Marlene, right? Marlene. Marlene. Yeah. Marlena. Marlena. I'm getting her confused with, with General Hospital. I think I fell asleep. No, I haven't um, fallen asleep. I'm, <laughs> I told you I have very few notes on this episode. I have so I have one quote that's, oh, that's just right, it's in yeah. the quiver waiting to be fired. So I just let me know when you want it, okay? All right. <laughs> this uh, is really cute with Rory uh trying to you know, is is Logan just purposely ignoring her? Is he avoiding her? Mm, is he just yep. why is he why is he there? Why is Logan there and ignoring her? Why wouldn't he just come over and say hi? And she looks so adorable in that suit. So the wedding begins, and uh, Richard is giddy. Uh, Rory's cute, and Lorelai steps on the steps in a, a solid gold dancer's outfit. It's uh, 
It's gorgeous, but I'm waiting for it to break out into dance. Uh, some sort of glittery silver thing with a glittery pink overcoat. And then um, Emily, Emily descends in a glittery silver white thing. Uh, it's a, like a suit. Yeah. It's like a evening. Uh, it's like a, it's like a mother of the bride. Yeah. Suit. Well, I would just start. like to take my white male uh, opinion and say I'm not impressed. Um, but uh, my opinion is not valid. <laughs> well, that's a very age appropriate wedding. Okay. I have. Uh, I don't expect her to be in like okay, veil look, and giant train or anything, but I was just like, okay, like wear that to a party, right? <laughs> I say, have the wedding you want. It's your money. It, it, you know, tailor it to your personality. Do what you want. Personally, I think weddings are for twenty-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> but if this is what you want to do, renew your vows. She's wearing an age-appropriate wedding dress. But do you think that the outfit was worth the Miss Celine scene? No, that, got that was there? ridiculous. Yeah, well, I didn't see that outfit. She anywhere. knew exactly. White. <laughs> yeah, she knew exactly what was appropriate for a woman of her age to wear. White, her. yeah, white pantsuit. That's what you need. Off-white cream pantsuit. Done. Yeah, right. All right, so we go to the reception, and um, Luke's happy there's drinking. Um, Christopher is even more happier that there's drinking. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, when when Christopher comes in, Lorelai panics. Uh-huh. Why? I mean, obviously, it's not even Luke's business, so who cares, right? But anyway, <laughs> well, she she quickly lets him know. She quickly tells Luke, "Hey, you yeah. know, his dad died. I went over As there." That's walking what... over. Yes, because she has to. She's just she's in a situation where she has to to let him know, and he's okay with it. Yeah, he's yeah. not mad. Um, I do love the couple of jokes leading up to this, which is the the. The g- pretty genius uh, way. I mean, I'm going to try this out sometime. Yeah, it's like I mean, I, I'm ter- socially. I'm terrified. Like my husband says, you never, you never introduced me to anybody because I can't remember their names. Right, right. I don't remember the names, so it'd be just like, and then have your date who is not familiar with the family uh, say, "Hi, I'm I'm Luke. What's your name?" You know, and then yeah, I thought that was pretty genius. I also love the Totsy thing. Um, so <laughs> freaking funny. We have, you know, and I'm sure nobody from my office is listening. Um, but we have somebody <laughs> in our office that everyone she just kind of wanders into a room and then she leaves and her perfume is there for like two hours after. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Yep. We have a Totsy also. <laughs> I mean, we don't get hugged by her, thankfully, but I can't imagine right. having someone like that and also like. Like I just love when you see the hug in the background, and she's like really just kind of shoving her way into that into that person's body, like really. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine <laughs> that that old lady smell. That smell, yes. like, like, where do you get that perfume? Oh. Yeah. Well, luckily in hospitals, nobody wears perfume, so. So anyway, back to problem. the awkward conversation. This is Luke. We're dating, <laughs> which was great. Uh, but Chris plays it cool here. You know, he's not. Doesn't quite have yeah. alcohol, and Luke, in, I suppose. Yeah, and Luke's like, man, you know, sorry about your dad. Yeah, you know, it was it was a very yeah. cordial meeting. So Richard gives this big speech about the song that um, uh, is going to be their first dance, and it's uh, Bill. 
Yeah, it was like Lorelai was sick, but like I don't know, it had yeah. nothing to do with Lorelai. Yeah, the, the, how how annoying it was that Lorelai had ear infections. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, Lorelai and Luke dance. Uh, Chris stalks off and Rory joins him at the art class that's in the salon in the next room. All right. And he starts talking whimsically about the first kiss he had with Lorelai. And, and um, she just marched right up to him at the gas station and kissed him and said, I just wanted to see what it was like. Mm-hmm. And it was the best day of his life. And uh, he says, she says, did you like being kissed? And he says, who could not like being kissed by a Gilmore girl? And he looks at the camera and winks. <laughs> <laughs> we know what's coming up. I but think I this mean, is where. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, oh. I think that's what Christopher <laughs> likes about Lorelai. That's what attracts Christopher to Lorelai is her, her attitude and her, her spunk and her assertiveness. Yeah, because she always because, seems to know what she wants. Oh wait, yes, because back <laughs> in the last episode, when when Emily brought Christopher the invitation, she said, "I didn't really like you when you were young. You were weak." Mm, yeah. So I think he's just he is like on the timid side, and he's very attracted to Lorelai's assertiveness. Remember what you're gonna say, Matt. I- yeah, I feel like this plot line is where I turned against Christopher. <laughs> and some of it's Lorelai, some of it's Luke, and some of it's Emily, and I guess some of it's Rory. That feels like a stretch still. But, I mean, Christopher, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we finally got Luke and Lorelai. Go away. You're, yes. you're, you're not too much of a You're too much of a risk factor here. You Go away, Christopher. Sorry your dad died, but not really because he was a jerk. So just go away. It's funny how you were, uh, you were defending Rory. That's a very Rory sensibility you just took on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Rory was right. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, he says it's the greatest day of his life. And he goes and gets more drinks because, oh God. So, um, yeah, Lorelai and Luke slow dancing. and Oh yeah, okay. So Rory makes her move on Logan and um, it turns out the date is just a friend of the family and she ends up slow dancing with him and uh, and then Rory's like when are you going to ask me out and he says he wants to but she's special and he's not boyfriend material <laughs> and she says it's not what he, you know this is, boyfriend is not what she wants let's spend some time together no strings attached and then she grabs a bottle and leads him to a dressing room. And they uh, they make out. And he says, I feel like I'm kissing a guy. And apparently I had no idea what I was missing. <laughs> um, so, is Rory actually not looking for a boyfriend? Or is she just going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I'm not looking for a relationship. Yeah. Rory doesn't know herself. She does. She's lying to herself. She doesn't know. Rory is incapable of of casual sex. Hmm. Yeah, she definitely. I mean, the last time she had sex, how many episodes ago was that? Um, she definitely was very emotionally involved. But that was a whole Dean situation. I don't know. Maybe she thinks that she can just. Yeah, she's lying to herself. 
All right. I think she's lying more to her, to Logan. Because mm-hmm. that's she thinks that's what Logan would want to hear. Yeah. She thinks Logan's a philanderer. Mm. A, I don't know what the male slut, whatever the equivalent of this. <laughs> a cad. Mm. A-, a cad, uh, yeah. Uh, so, meanwhile, poor Luke got totsied. <laughs> and, of course, Chris shows up and laughs all about it. Okay, see? The, oh, God. Yeah, Christopher is making fun of of Luke getting totsied. And then he's, like, rubbing it in Luke's face that him and Lorelai went to a funeral and she snuck a... a and and like in this, this is what makes Luke mad. Yeah, it's how Christopher's acting. Yeah, he starts just like, oh, remember Lorelai? All these th- time, great times we had together. That Luke wasn't here, and uh, oh, and even that happened just recently. We had lunch together at the inn, and I think Luke even says, "I knew about that," you know, or something like mm-hmm. that. And. Uh, and that, yeah, Marilyn tries to drag Lorelai away for pictures, and uh, Luke goes after her and says, "We need to talk." And but um, Lorelai is trying to find Rory, and they find Rory in all sorts of dishevelness, <laughs> making out with <laughs> like they look like they had sex, got up, back up in their same positions to start making out again. <laughs> like they're all sweaty and shirts untucked and things. Yeah, and Lorelai just like barges in there and goes in like, no, if if you walked, you would be so embarrassed. You would uh, turn around, go back out, shut the door, and maybe say, uh, sorry, but your presence is needed out here with the taking pictures Mm. with your grandparents. And then Chris bursts in, he's like, I'm gonna kick your ass. Yeah, and then then Luke is like, "No, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick her, your ass because I'm the father figure." Put your hands in the air. This, <laughs> this is not a good look on either of the guys. No. Nope. This is uh, male dumb, domineering. Dumb maleness. Yes. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's get, gross. I like it. the line. Mm-hmm. I like the line when uh, Lorelai says. Grandma wants a picture, and Rory goes, "Of oh, this?" <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so Logan escapes uh, <laughs> after being warned, like you shouldn't go out there. And then Luke and Christopher really get into about who should be more concerned about Rory, and Luke just completely is like, Ugh. like. Then just recites all the things that he's been. Yeah, he there says. For. He said, "Where were you when she had chicken pox and wouldn't eat anything but cream potatoes for a week? Where were you when she started to yell and and her mattress had to be moved out of her dorm and then into her dorm and then out of her dorm?" <laughs> and then, and, and he even mentioned something that we brought up on this podcast. Where were you at her graduation? Exactly. <laughs> that was her graduation. You got to show up for that. I mean, there's, it's one thing about moving furniture, but. It's another thing about like actually being there for a huge event like a graduation. What's wrong with you? Uh, but then Christopher's like, you know, I'm in her life now, and Lorelai and me belong together, and everyone knows it. Lorelai, even Emily. And then he says that he blew it, but it's not too late. And then he says, Emily told me it wasn't too late. Mm. Oh, really giving up the game. <laughs> and uh, Lorelai's like, I don't know what he's talking about. But Luke 
walks off and um, Chris tries to intervene, but Lorelai tells him to get out of her way. And um, she ends up going to the picture and oh my God, <laughs> she freaking leans into Emily and says, you and me were done. And I was like, well, I'm watching the next episode. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That was like one of the best yeah. endings of a Gilmore Girls episode. Uh, that was great. And I was really angry, but I was also like on the edge of my seat. It was good. It was a good episode. I don't know if I missed anything you guys that you wanted to talk about. But, yeah. Um, I just, my favorite line was when uh, Marion Ross's character said, you cannot keep a room of Anglo-Saxons waiting this, for cake this long. They start to form more clubs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next episode is called Say Something. And the first chapter that I have is Rory tries to figure out the ground rules of this new relationship and is mansplained and gaslit into submission. Okay. So <laughs> we go to the dorm and uh, Rory is uh, waking Paris up. And uh, yeah, the only message that Paris has for her is bite me. And she gets woken up enough that she demands boggle. So <laughs> strange behavior at Yale, number one. And then the next morning we have, I don't know, like, like four bowls of cereal each because they need to blend them in or something. I guess. I was like, what? I didn't realize Paris ate this much. So I guess they have, this is their residence hall and they just have possibly an option to have a limited continental breakfast at their residence hall. But I assume there's a dining hall that has more options somewhere else on campus. Huh. Don't you think? Because that's not very, that was not a big spread. No. For a college campus. Yeah, that's true. No, because yeah, when they were last season, when they were at the other dorm, they had like a full breakfast, like buffet. Right. I mean, my university, and I did not go to Yale. <laughs> uh, if you couldn't tell, uh, <laughs> I mean, salad bar. I mean, okay, this was breakfast, not lunch, but you know, they had salad bar, pasta section, Mexican section. It was like a little mini food court when you right. go to these university campuses, and you you know you you put your give your food card. To the person who swipes it, and then you get basically whatever you want at the dining hall. This looked very much like what you could get at a Hampton Inn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't seem this is a Ivy League school. So I was just, I was wondering if this was like, okay, this is at your residence hall in case you can't make it to the dining hall. I don't know why this this really just jumped out at me as a, <laughs> as a topic for discussion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Um... Paris realizes that Logan is the one she's obsessing about and says that he's got a chin like he's the fourth BG. Which is a, I was like, whoa. Um, and, uh, but Paris is also kind of hung up because she's waiting for a call from Jonathan. And it's like, oh, we're better than this. Blame Chilton. Great education. Horrible socialization. Yeah, we're 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 too good for that. We're the children of Emma Goldman and Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so they they called Janet and Althea over. Janet's last episode, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, Janet! Oh. Oh, healthy Janet. So this That's is the, okay. <laughs> this is the stupid trope of asking somebody else what you should do about a boy if you right. if you should call them or not. And, they got uh, into Yale, but they have styrofoam for brains. It <laughs> yeah, seems yeah. a little ridiculous. 
Um, so there's like a difference between call you later and see you later. Uh, and also, um, you know, um, you, you, you know, you're, somebody might think you're, oh, wait, was it, oh, Rory, Rory's advice, the advice for Rory is, uh, give him a call. He might think you're too much drama. So dress up hot. <laughs> so Rory does call Logan and you notice right away because she, she, I think she noted it in the last episode that he's calling her Rory all of a sudden. And now immediately he's calling her Ace. And like answering the phone, like Rory Gilmore, as I live and breathe, just right back to the way he was acting before. And she, he says, she says she wants to hang out. He says, "Come on over." And uh, she comes over, and it's poker night. And uh, Rory doesn't know much poker. All she learned about Wait, it was from which, the Odd Couple. <laughs> yeah, she knocked on the door, and somebody answered. And he said, "Who's out there?" He said, "A girl scout." Oh, Rory, come on in. <laughs> she knew that it was her. <laughs> I like that he calls her Ace. I think it's yeah, cute. that's cute. Are you I mean, you can look at it as like a pejorative, or like he's talking down to her, patronizing her. But I don't think he is. I think he, he sincerely sees in her um, the kind of quality that her mother has. That Chris saw a untapped potential to be really, a, um, you know, witty and fun and smart and sharp. Mm-hmm. And she is that way around her mother, but she's somehow tongue-tied when she's with Logan. Uh, yeah, just reminds me. I have somebody at my work that calls me Chief and Pal, and I hate it, both of them, a lot. <laughs> but I'm not pursuing a relationship with this person, so <laughs> maybe it's different. I don't know. It wasn't until she pointed I don't out know. at the, the wedding that he called her Rory that I actually even noticed it. I just knew he called her cute nicknames and that was it you know i didn't realize that was him talking down to her i i think i agree with you yeah he asks her what she knows about poker and she said oh just from what i've seen the uh the i couple you know the i couple it's got quincy but they quincy. don't call him quincy they call him something else jeez uh and uh yeah so uh rory is like i'm not sure if i'm staying and then the next scene we see her she wakes up on the couch and the game is gone till morning, and uh, she passed out. But they say she didn't snore, but they're kind of snickering about it. And that's when Suki calls her for help. And, you know, we'll get into that, but uh, Logan demands that um, uh, Rory take his car. And well, she said she doesn't have her car because it's at the dealership. And he's like, oh, you take your car. Don't take your car to the dealership. They rip you off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how would how he know? know this, Logan? <laughs> <laughs> I know Lorelai says the same thing. Of course, she'd know. But <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, but... she'd take her car to Gypsy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't you think that uh, Logan should have driven Rory to Stars Hollow and we could have had Logan in Stars Hollow? <laughs> no, no. I was worried about that because he, I mean, he was up all night. He was drinking. I was assuming that, oh, God, they're going to make him get into a car accident with her. And then I'd have to come up with the whole theory about how she was driving. And it would be like a repeat of uh, an earlier season, but luckily we didn't get in. Mm. Um, <laughs> anyway, well, this is where Logan drives me nuts because she said, I thought we were going to hang out. And right. He said, well, I was busy playing poker. Should I not have hung out with you? And <sighs> Logan, no, you tell her, I'm playing poker t- tonight. I can't tonight. 
you can come over, but we can't really interact one-on-one because I'm in a group thing. If you want to hang out with the group for a while, that's fine. If you want to hang out one-on-one, can we make a plan for another night? Exactly. I mean, come on. It really (laughs) angers me that he throws that at her and she's just like, oh, yeah, I probably should have been more clear about what my intentions were. (laughs) You're right, Logan. Uh, and uh and, and then he's like he's like hey you know let me know if you want to hang out alone last time was a, a, a group thing so what every time we hang out we have to be alone and she's like oh no of, of course not <laughs> and he's like okay we, i'm glad we cleared that up <laughs> and uh and i'm just like no that's again like just I don't know. The fact that she doesn't argue back is why I was thinking that she just pretty much gets. Yes. Like he's, you were wrong. No, Logan, you should have said that you had company. Mm-hmm. You should have said that you had people over before you come over thinking you have any ideas of us hanging right. out one-on-one. Can we, bl- can we put any of the blame on those two girls on Janet and Althea? Because they basically have maybe undermined Rory's confidence and said she shouldn't appear like she, too much drama, right? If she had said yeah. to Logan, yeah, but Logan, you should have done – you should have told me and, oh, I don't know, Rory. This is a lot of drama right now you're throwing at me. Uh, I don't think he would have done that. But I, um, I, if she feels really like things are twisting her around, it's Logan, but it's also the other girls. It's, it's a lot of – Rory's really off balance right now. Which is good drama. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it makes it makes me like think like uh, I don't know. I I guess I guess she is still actively thinking about things. But yeah, I almost wish I we saw a shot of her walking out of his room and being like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> what the hell happened there?" <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe that'll be uh, coming later. But she does call him out for calling uh, her kiddo, or he she calls him kiddo or something. But. All right, so we've got that plot done. So we'll get into the uh, final chapter, I believe, for this episode and for this week, which is I, I entitled The Complete Destruction of My Heart. Uh, so we get into uh, – <clears throat> uh, we flash back to the reception where I was really waiting for some more um, drama to come. But, it, but Lorelai just kind of like storms out and – and and tells Rory like no 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 stay have fun I gotta go I gotta find Luke and I was assuming like we were gonna get some freaking claws out <laughs> between her and Emily over this uh, sometime in the episode but not at all that's still gotta pay off so but I like and it was even teased because the cameraman's like hey I'd like to get a few more shots in and she and Lorelai's like yeah so would I you know like almost like I'm gonna go throw a couple shots in my mother's face i don't know but um so it we start with lorelei's hunt for luke and we have this very cute scene of uh caesar uh blaring tequila of all things tequila being the thing that um uh got lorelei in trouble in the first place Um. (laughs) so deep this show um (laughs) I, i i like that he's just drunk off pie Yes. Like he's on a pie plate high. <laughs> pie plate high. It's a good pie. It's cute. Yeah. I like Caesar. 
Um, and but that is where she runs into uh, Babette and Murray, who who roll up, and they're the first Murray. Person. Yes, Murray. And they're the first people who are like, "Oh, Taylor is not going to like this," <laughs> because of the whole F Taylor. Thing. Yeah, and um, Lorelai quickly leaves a a, a pleading voicemail uh, with Luke. Um, while in the background, Caesar is uh, singing under the boardwalk. <laughs> then she runs into Kirk, who is you know soaking high score, wet DDR. <laughs> and then Boy, he's that like, was my youth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Uh oh, Taylor's going to be really upset about you guys." <laughs> so uh, it turns out Luke went to a movie, and uh, she says, "What are you watching?" And he says, "Something stupid." And I looked it up. It's my man, Godfrey. my man Godfrey. Yeah, oh, okay. you can you can watch it on YouTube. Ah, but I looked mm. up the plot to see well, if it had anything can. to do with it, and it's basically a socialite who falls in love with the family butler, or a guy that gets hired to. It's like right after the uh, stock market crashed, and so there's like a lot of people who used to men who used to work on Wall Street, I guess, yeah. live like under the. Brooklyn Bridge or something mm. and yeah the social they were play, they socialize okay these rich people were playing this game this like this game of uh, what is it called where you're given a list of things to to find scavenger hunt Where's oh my Waldo? god scavenger hunt yes these rich people are doing this scavenger hunt <laughs> and I think one of the things was she had to like find a bum <laughs> oh my god jeez so it's like in that movie when the rich man takes the bubble bath. <laughs> the homeless man <laughs> takes the bubble bath. Uh, so yeah, Luke says he turned his. Now, would you see a movie in this environment? Would you? Would you ever want to go to a, a, no. a movie theater that's like a bookstore? The no, I would not. Popcorn. This no. looks well. This just feels like a very unappealing place to yeah. watch a movie with. A it's too bright for one thing. Yeah, I'd rather true. watch a movie at home. I feel like I'm not in the. Th- if I'm in a theater, it's at least dark enough. I I don't have to see everyone around me. But in this case, it's like there's a bunch of strangers in my living room. Yeah, yeah. well, but and you that know seems them. really off. There are people in your town. You know them well enough that they're not strangers. That's the thing that I don't like. Oh, I would rather see a movie with strangers. Than a room full of people that I kind of know. Anyway, she comments about how they talk fast in that movie, which is like a reference to like a self-referential thing. Mm -hmm. So he says he turned his phone off and he needs some time to think and um, and really doesn't want to hear what she has to say right now. (laughs) Yeah. Is this where she says, Luke, I'm all in? No, that's later. Okay. Um. So at the Dragonfly, uh, Lorelai is arranging a pancake party for little girls and their dolls, and this irritates the hell out of Michelle. Oh, Michelle hates this. <laughs> but Suki is like, oh, I'm going to make little pancakes, got some little forks, and it's going to be so cute. Suki tries to comfort Lorelai by saying there was this couple that broke up and got back together after like having a large relationship with their 40 own years. And, and children, and 40 years later, they get back together, and Lorelai's like, what? <laughs> She's like, that's a stupid story. <laughs> Where did you hear that? Katie Couric. 
And then she says, oh, there's this other one where a guy just needed time and it was only like one day. (laughs) (laughs) She said, thank you for making that story. (laughs) That was cute. Suki's a good friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and Lorelai is looking through the kitchen trying to find something to eat because she didn't eat breakfast at Luke's that day. Oh, yeah. I didn't catch that. Yes. And she's like, there's nothing here to eat. And Suki said, there's these cabinets are full of food. She said, yeah, but you have to cook them. I'm a cook. <laughs> <laughs> and she's making all those mini pancakes. Why not just eat some pancakes? Yes. Um, okay, so the town has decided to go, go all in on being obnoxious, uh, which is they are now taking sides between Luke and Lorelai, and Taylor is passing out pink and blue ribbons. And, I mean, it is, it, it is pretty uh, um, ridiculous how quickly this is taken to the entire town. Like... Like they all had a meeting that morning, passed out ribbons, and they all immediately went back to their houses and hung up their ribbons. So the the streets are lined with pink and blue uh, ribbons. Yeah, before Lorelai actually has confirmation that they're actually broken up. <laughs> right, but Gypsy says, "Hey, we chicks got to stick together." <laughs> uh, so Lorelai uh, goes into doses, and this is where she finds Luke. She yeah, and kind of corners him and says, I didn't didn't see what happened with Christopher coming. I'm not going to talk to him again. And he's like, no, no, no. He's in your life. He's he's Rory's father. You know, that, that obviously you need to talk to him. And then she's like, well, I'm done with Emily. And he's like, no, no, you're, that's your mom. <laughs> and uh, and then he just says, listen, I just need more time to think about it. And Lorelai begs him to trust her. And then, yeah, exactly. She's like, I'm all in. Which is so uncomfortable because it's not the right time. Right. Remember Remember back weeks ago when Luke's like, I'm all in. And she just stood there like an idiot. Yeah. And didn't didn't say, oh, me too. I'm definitely in too. She never agreed to be, you know, she never made a declarative statement that she Mm. was where he was. And then she's like demands to know what he's thinking. And uh, I got to say, I have been this pathetic at <laughs> points in my life in different relationships. Like, just talk to me. Let's just settle this. Uh. But uh, she pushes too hard, you know, and just like you do, that, just like that, it, it, that, that's how it works. You know, you push too hard and then you just, you get the result you didn't really want, which is Luke saying, I can't be in there, this relationship. It is too much. He's there like, will be no sixth season of Angel. That's what I thought of when I saw when I was watching this. Uh, he's like, I was talking to Janet. Janet said, I can't deal with too much drama. So I'm definitely going to be breaking this up right now. Um, so, yeah, Lorelai goes missing. Um, and... Uh, Suki calls Rory. Rory finds Lorelai crying in bed. And uh, Lorelai says to Rory, I shouldn't have hid the fact that I was over at Christopher's that night having tequila. And Rory's just like, I'm not saying a word. Um, Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right, Mom. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, you're bad. Uh, (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) We, uh, we go to this uh, dream where Lorelai comes down and finds Luke watching a movie in her kitchen. And then suddenly it's they're in the uh, bookstore and she asks 
uh, again what she's what he's watching and she said he says uh, something stupid and then suddenly they're sitting at a table in the kitchen and uh, and Luke saying I'm in I'm all in and uh, I think she's yelling at herself to say something in her head is it I forget mm-hmm. yeah yeah what they're watching yeah. on on the film is when Luke was saying I'm in oh that's right yeah it was on the film and she's yelling at the screen to say something mm-hmm. um so Lorelai wakes up and yeah Rory's here to help and goes to get supplies and yeah it's real cute thing with Rory and Lane, who I didn't recognize at first, and Frank, they're there to get supplies, and um, Lane then lets her lets her know that Taylor was gossiping loudly in his store, just, you know, preaching from the pulpit and handing out ribbons. So Rory, the awesome daughter that she is, just goes in and grabs ribbons and yells at them to take piano lessons or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like, yeah, got him. <laughs> Is this the first time that Gilmore Girls has had a dream sequence? Oh, no. We've had another uh, no? Gilmore Girl. I couldn't remember if it happened there was a before. Dream. There was a dream in the kitchen where Luke, Lorelai, and Luke are in her kitchen and Lorelai is pregnant. And it was kind of uh, repeated again. Oh, that's right. Yeah. In real life. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's there's some honking. Rory sticks her head out of the sunroof. It's Luke. It's super awkward. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not always. I'm not in usually a limo. in a limo. <laughs> like, he knows. He knows you're never in a limo. That was weird. Yeah, he would never honk at his precious Rory. <laughs> uh, Is it not a little strange though that she didn't go to Luke to try to make an appeal on her mother's behalf? I kind of thought she would. I'm not saying it's the yeah. right thing for her to do. It just felt like something she probably would do, especially when he's right there. Yeah, I pressured my mom not to say anything. I don't know why she listened to me. Luke's like, you're right, Rory. I'm mad, I'm mad at the wrong person. So anyway, uh, we go back to Lorelai's. Rory brings cereal concoctions. Frank brings the TV. Um, well, y'all, Frank is a driver. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a everything else guy. Like, <laughs> he drives. Yeah. I don't know. I... I I found I found uh, Frank very comforting, like this, you know. Yes, he's very very sweet guy. He didn't seem like he was unhappy about anything. Maybe he was being paid really well. I mean, you know, not Probably. often the people that he works for buys buys him a sandwich, but you know. Um. So yeah, Lorelai says she's going to be okay. Tells her to leave, and we find out that Michelle sang a medley from Annie to entertain the little girls. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious because I just rewatched that movie with uh, my kids this past weekend. And uh, yeah, Rory makes Frank honk as they leave. Uh, Lorelai checks the channels, turns the TV off, does not snack, stays up into the night, and then calls Luke and leaves him this long message and then references the way we were. And um, and then she says she needs her best friend to just come over. Please, 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 please come over. And then all of a sudden she freaks out because... You know, she doesn't want him to see her like that, I guess. You know, it's pretty pathetic. So she breaks into Luke's to steal the answering machine tape and comes back home and realizes that Luke wasn't there and he had run over and broke in the back door because he was super worried about her. He realized that he had fixed all the ways that he would normally break into her. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 
It's interesting that he admonishes her for keeping her door open, but he basically does the same thing when he keeps a key above his door. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. That is such like a terrible place for that key. Uh, or, I, I don't know. I don't think you should keep a key anywhere near your front door outside. Um, so Lorelai apologizes and says she's not the girl that falls apart and asks her ex to save her and gives him his tape and says, that is the last crazy thing you'll have to endure from me. And, uh, they, they part ways. No! And I'm so sad. No! And I'm just going to say this is a bunch of bullshit. And, uh, I don't... And I want to say that my, my, my last note is thanks for the bummer up, Steph. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, I could... I felt it. That was some amazing acting from Lauren Graham because, mm-hmm. like, I could just, I felt the heartbreak and the embarrassment, the humiliation, the panic, the wanting to fix it, but you can't fix it because it's done. Yeah. And, uh Yeah, I like how we had, like, a mini, like, the movie road trip right at the end. You're like, oh, my God, got to stop that. Stop them to find Finding out or whatever. Steal the tape. Yeah. A sex tape, but close enough. I don't know. (laughs) So, um, yeah. uh, I will just, I'm just going to say like, I mean, I know how TV works. (laughs) Okay. I know eventually they'll be back together again in the end, at least. I'm just Will they? Will they? No. Will they, they? They have to be. They have to be. They They, have to? They absolutely do. Really? Yeah. 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 Unless, you know, unless, uh, unless, uh, Luke gets abducted and they bring Robert Patrick in to run the diner. I, I don't think, uh, I don't think, uh, I'm going to be able to deal with this. Um, Robert Patrick. What does this say? This is an X-Files. 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 Oh, Okay. It's either X-Files or Smallville. You should know this by now. Or Lost. There's three things. Remember when Lana got that power suit that kept Clark, like, she was infected with kryptonite and he couldn't go near her and he, he tried to kiss her so hard he ended up dying. For, anyway, it's just kind of like that. It's kind of like that. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to say, like, I understand this is how TV works and I understand that they will get back together. I'm just hoping we won't have to like, oh, well, you know, they're going to spend some time apart and Lorelai is going to have a new man for a while and Luke's going to find somebody new and we're just going to have to deal with that for a while. And maybe we'll like that person, but, you know, uh, I'm not, just no. Bring Jason back. You had so much charisma. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, you remember Max Medina? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, most yeah. of his friends. Sorry, you broke up there. I just said she has she's had some of the most milk toast boyfriends. <laughs> Except for Billy Burke. Just saying, Billy Burke. Should have got a chance. And John Hamm. John Hamm, definitely not boring. I heard he's boring. I heard he's boring. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> I just think Luke's being dumb. She's a catch. Luke, she's eccentric this- and she's got quirks and she's got a lot of baggage, but she's great. Come on, you've been pining after her for all these years. Let her make a mistake and and don't like this is so extreme. Like it's it's done. We're over with. There was meddling uh, on behalf of her mother. Uh, yeah, I mean, just just 
be hurt yeah, a little I, while, but don't freak out. He's just being so sullen. I don't yeah, like it. I think that Emily uh, damaged his self-confidence. Yep. And then Christopher just, that was one blow to Meanie. I think he's got trust issues, you know, and uh, he's usually a solitary person and doesn't go in on all the craziness. Um, and uh, all of a sudden it's just, and then, and you know, it's crazy drama. And also it just doesn't feel good to be lied to. It just doesn't. <laughs> we hate liars on this show. Well, and I his, didn't notice. his nose was her. His nose was rubbed in it. Yeah, by exactly. Christopher. Oh. All right, anyway. next. But didn't he know? Didn't he? Didn't Luke know kind of what he was getting into with her crazy family, with her parents? She's told him, or maybe did she not tell him? Did she really keep that no. plot line separate? No, or, I, I guarantee she, that he, she. He knew. He knows how crazy at least he knew. Emily is. You know. Yeah, um, I just feel like one really good impassioned speech, and I thought that she kind of delivered it. You know, mm-hmm. I made a mistake; I shouldn't have lied. But I'm all in. I'm all like, how would you turn her down? And not a, not they they weren't just like a new relationship. They've had a lot of history, and he's loved her from afar for a long time, right. and been in such a part of their lives. Like, why would he just be like, at this point, it's too much. I, this is when I where I'm drawing the line here. Like, I, Luke, you're being dumb. <laughs> I don't know. You know, he's doing a lot of work on himself. He's working on the boat. Um, maybe he sees this as a threat to his own self-preservation. I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I'm, I'm worried that this is going to throw him back into old Luke, you know? Um, but anyway, episode titles. We're going, okay. on, we're going on two hours, so we got to hear this. Oh, what's, what's okay. Coming up? Next week. Jews and Chinese food. Oh, oh okay. Um, <laughs> Two of my favorite things. <laughs> Jews and Chinese food. Um, I mean, I don't want like like any sort of theory I have would probably sound racist. I, so I guess uh, move on to the next episode title. I, I don't dare. Uh oh, uh, it'll be fun. I'll I'll just say. The Jews, po- I don't know. I don't know what the deal is about the Chinese food, <laughs> but I remember the Chinese. The Jews food. part. I don't remember the Jews. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be good. Okay. okay, I can't wait. I mean, I I'm sure it will be. But all right. Yeah. So good talk. Oh, thank you. Please have a good talk between Lorelai and Luke, and everything is okay again. Um, or maybe uh, Rory and Logan work out whatever they're looking for in a partner and they that, that that's a good talk okay uh i've read the description i can't make heads or tails of it um pulp friction <laughs> pulp friction mm-hmm. um somebody is uh opening a uh juicing store and uh was the first episode titled Juice and Chinese Food? Because then no. this... Oh, no. Darn it. And I have no idea. <laughs> Sounds okay. like a porn title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to Live and Let Diorama. Oh. Oh, is this going to be another living art thing? Diorama. 
Hmm. Hmm. Live and let. Sounds like it should be a Paris episode. Remember when they met at Chilton the first day and Rory ran into Paris and uh, (laughs) Paris dropped her diorama? Yeah, that's right. Hmm. That's it. Is that all the episode titles? They're making dioramas at Yale. Turns out that (laughs) Ivy League education is not that great. (laughs) (laughs) The dioramas are just slightly more advanced. That's Uh, it. uh, I was waiting for the episode title. Lorelai and Luke get back together and they never never break up. Um, But, oh well. All right. Well, thank you, Matt, for dropping by. Please let everybody know uh, what you've been up to on the internets and where they can find you. First of all, it was great to be here. So thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure listening to you cover Gilmore Girls and can't wait to find out what podcast you're going to be doing next. Will it be the OC? Will it be the good wife? Who knows? It's going to be one of those two. <laughs> Let's just say why not. Um, I was recently on the Nutty Bites podcast talking about binge-worthy shows and Mostly I talked about The Expanse, but I talked to Nutty and her friends about some geeky things on the Nutty Bites podcast. And then Will and I finished Spartacast about the Star Series Spartacus. Oh, we haven't released the, the last episode, but it's uh, it was recorded a couple months ago, so it just needs to get edited and put on the internet. But we finally finished Spartacus. It only took us 12 to 15 years. Um, <laughs> and then I do a podcast. It used to be about Deadwood. Now it's about HBO drama pilots. And it's called com. We've been on a sabbatical reasons, but the most recent episode, I don't know what we talked about in the most recent episode, but I do know that the next episode is supposed to be about the leftovers. Ah, oh, one of my favorites. Love it. Cool. So. All right. Those are my three, four, four things. Uh, Steph is also older, and I am going to be older as well uh, next month. So um, that's what we're doing. And uh, looking forward to uh, talking more Gilmore Girls next week with uh, another guest. We'll have another guest on. And, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, until next time. Uh, Matt, you have to do some la-las with us. Sorry. La, oh, la, oh, la, please. It's my pleasure. La, 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 la,